Welcome to Life with Lori, direct from Gray Street at Morningside USA. Joining Lori today is her co-host and daughter, Little Lori. And now, here's your host, Lori Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome. As you can see, little Lori's not here with us again today. Of course, last time she was giving birth to our precious, beautiful little baby girl, Gabriella. They're just, you know, a blessing to the Lord, as we all know. Right now, I have to introduce my very special guest. And, and ladies, this is for ladies and men. But women, you are going to love what I'm about to present to you um, and talk with you about. Today we have Rabbi Barak. It's hard for me to say Rabbi it. Baruch. Baruch. There you go. Thank you. And uh, Rabbi <laughs> Baruch. Berman and Archbishop Dominica Berman are the co-founders of Kod Esh Mop Ministries and United Nations for Israel. Let me just tell you about these two people. They are some of the most amazing people I have ever met in my entire life. And I have met thousands. And I have interviewed many with Jim for for several years now. But I'm going to tell you this, that they have taught me so much, and, and I am going to present to you today one of the greatest books. Women, I know men need it too, but I'm going to present to you one of the greatest books I have ever read, and I, I read all the time. This is called The Woman Factor. This is by you, Rabbi. Of course, with Dominica. I hate to just call you Dominica, but you know, you're art. But I love you so much. You're like a sister to me. I am. But, but this book, it looks like a tiny little book, but I'm going to tell you. It will set you free. It will help you understand who you are. It will, there's, there's just so much. I mean, mine is just highlighted, marked up. And it, there's, thank you. I, thank you. Thank you for writing this for us. And I heard you say on the Jim Baker Show, it's not just for men, women. It's for men, too. Yep. It really is. Yep. They need to read this. Yeah. And it looks tiny, but it's huge. Like Jim Baker's book, you know, um, I was wrong, 700 pages. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's like 700 pages in here. <laughs> it's literally that good. But Rabbi, in chapter four of your book, The Woman Factor, you tackle a scripture that has been misunderstood for hundreds of years. It's been misunderstood by me. It's been misunderstood by most women in the church. And it's this, this. Wives, submit 
to your husbands. Where's the deception there? If you go back to the Greek, no, let's, every English translation will have the word submit in italics. There's a reason for that, because in the original, it didn't exist. In other words, in order to understand this, you have to read the sentence before it, and the, actually several sentences, to understand that God wanted man uh, to have his wife submitted to each other in the fear of the Lord, not uh, blind submission for any type of abuse, which as we went to uh, Indonesia, we found women, uh, I'm sorry, my, my wife was ministering to these women, and they had every type of abuse you can think of. The husbands would come home with venereal diseases. They would force their wives to watch uh Pornography. Pornography and yeah. take ecstasy drugs. I can't even say. Yeah, sure. Um, it was it just total abuse. Mm -hmm. That is not. And the pastors oh, used to tell the women when they submit. come, you know, under such abuse and so desperate, you should tell the women this: uh, submit to your husband, mm -hmm. so that without a word he can be won over, and so that means that even if he committed adultery. Mm -hmm. I cheated on you, brought mm -hmm. venereal diseases, mm -hmm. no matter what. You just go and submit so that they can believe in the Lord. And the husbands never believed in the Lord that way. They just kept on abusing the women that got the venereal diseases that felt like trash, literally. Literally. Yeah. Exactly. Amen. And you explained this so amazing. And, and, and you literally, I, 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 we've all, women, most of you watching, you have read this, and you really believe that you're supposed to submit to your husband, no matter what. And, but, but what do you do? You explain it to us. I just put it in context. In other words, I had a struggle, too, because um, I was completely convinced that women were not supposed to uh, even be in the pulpit weren't supposed to preach to men. I mean, it's okay for a woman to preach to a woman, but uh, I... And, just... excuse me, but... <clears throat> and you used to be a persecutor, as you write in this book. Yes. Um, that women should not preach right. or teach. Right. And no authority over a man uh, because of two scriptures that uh, in First Timothy 2, that it says that... Uh, Women are only just supposed to learn in silence and and if they and and uh, um, not to have authority. Autenteo is the is the is the word used in uh, Greek, and you won't be able to take autenteo and find it any place else in the scriptures. But I did find somebody who's a Greek scholar, and he found it, and then it all made sense, because the women he was talking about had braided hair with pearls in them and costly jewels. Who are these women? The prostitutes of Diana and the temple. So, exactly. The, uh, all Paul wanted to make sure is that uh, Timothy wouldn't have a, a problem with the world coming into the church. He wanted the church to affect the world. So the, these prostitutes that, of course, would be very worldly and know how to manipulate that they would get a godly base before they started teaching. And once they do, they take off. 
all I'm going to say to you is that when you look at the contents, you talk about in this book, you talk about where the struggle begins. You talk about Eve. You talk about womophobia. You're going to have to get the book to read all about this. You talk about why submit to your husbands. Rebecca, the savior of God's plan. Deborah, the ruler of Israel. Why is Abraham? Huda, the prophet of revival. Why do men resist wise women? The Jezebel syndrome. Trans, transition time. Women leaders in the new covenant. Women in positions of authority. Killing the dragon. No limitations. The great army of women. But that's all in this little tiny book that teaches you so much. You are absolutely going to love it. I loved it. Thank you. I needed this book. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I could write it for you. I'm going to, I literally am going to be preaching some of this. So, you know, I, I think that we need to understand that it's really not a light matter uh, that what has happened, you know, to women, and especially I'm talking about inside of the body of Messiah. Yes. Because to be honest with you, if women would have been treated from the beginning inside of the church in the right way, mm-hmm. then the suffrage movement that women, you know, had to fight for voting rights yes. would have not existed. Right. And, you know, feminism would not exist because feminism is a rebellion against the teachings of the church against Excellent. women. Yes. Okay. Not only that, wait, uh, this terrible uh a plague of abortions wouldn't exist because feminism right. brought forth the abortions. Yes. No, this is not the end. The LGBTQ agenda would not exist for the simple reason that there wouldn't be this gender rebellion. This is a gender rebellion because they, in the church at the beginning, the church was the one that was ruling society for yes. hundreds of years. In the church, it was told what the church fathers taught against women uh, from biased understanding, from being divorced from their original gospel that came out of Israel, that came out of Zion, into a religious system. And these church fathers left a legacy of womanophobia, which is an irrational fear against women instead of understanding that we are created co-equal, because it says very clearly that, you know, in Genesis 1, uh, verse 26 and 27, no, when it says um, that Elohim created Adam, that's what it says in the Hebrew. Uh, in, in yours, we'll say man or humankind, but in, in Hebrew, it says this, Elohim, the creator, created Adam, male and female created he them in the image and likeness of Elohim, and so women and men are created in the image and likeness of Elohim. Mm-hmm. There's no need for this gender confusion, no need for the gender rebellion, for the feminism, for nothing else. But unfortunately, the church left, the, the Christianity all the way from Constantine and on, left two legacies that were bad. One was anti-Semitism and the other one was a womanophobia. Absolutely. That, that is so that true. book dispels it. I it mean, does. Yeah. This book dispels it. Really it really does. And and it's like abortions because that was what I was sorry. I just wanted to say this. Um, because I, I would like to sing a song about uh, you know that, that I believe will will bless all of you in the studio, will bless all of you that are watching. Um, the thing is that many women have not obeyed God because of this bias. 
And disobedience to God is rebellion. And what happens is that rebellion brings an untold amount of woes to the whole of society. But if women would rise up and obey Yah, obey God, and fulfill their calling, society will be completely transformed. But it takes guts to obey the Lord. It takes courage to obey the Lord. And it takes the knowledge of the scriptures to understand how to dispel these, these traditions and these concepts and these mind concepts that cause women to think they're inferior. So that's the reason why they need the book. Absolutely. Hallelujah. So, yes. But you need obedience. Without obedience. I, I, let's sing it. Yeah, sing let's it, sing, sing well, the song. Well, not me, but you. <laughs> well, you're invited to sing it with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is a song that is simple. It could be a song that would be good for a lullaby if you wanted to. Ladies, obedience. It's not convenient, it's not a logic talking to us. Obedient is the smile to the voice of Adonai. And if we smile, his blessings overtake us. And when we smile, he gives us his reward. And is far exceedingly abundantly above anything we ask or thought above anything we ask or thought obedience is not convenience and it's not convenience. And Shema means to hear and to obey. Many of the women have heard the call, yes. but they have thought to themselves, I must be in deception. This must be an error because God is, calls men. He doesn't call women. And millions, maybe billions of women have not answered the call. And God spoke to me and he said, abortions. The women that don't answer the call are aborting my babies. They're aborting my callings. And you know what I believe? He meant spiritually and physically, because it also affected the feminism and the abortion of babies that would come later. Amen. That's powerful. Yeah. Obedience is everything. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's, Just, it's, it's really everything. It really is. Yeah, you're right. It is everything. You know, and yes. I believe that many people are disjointed spiritually, physically, emotionally, and they're, they're in defeat because of disobedience, simply because of disobedience. But they don't know that they've been disobedient because... In their mind, their concept is that women cannot do this, cannot do that, and that I need to submit to my husband, and my husband says that I cannot do this, cannot do that. And that's the reason why you need to read that book. You, you need to read that book because it will dismantle these mindsets, but not only to you, to your husband, to your neighbor, to your pastor, to everybody. People get them by the cases because this book is changing the world. One person at a time, one family at a time. Yes. I want every single one of you watching today to order this book. Now we have two. We have the woman factor. I just love that. I just love this. How the the the, the cover. I just love it. But also we have the the powerful women of the Bible teaching by you, Archbishop. In Israel. From Israel, mm -hmm. which talks about Deborah, the ruler of Israel. And there's three teachings on mm -hmm. here. So because lack of time right now, we just I just want every single one of you to order this. If if I was you, I would order several 
copies of this. I'm going to order them myself for my daughters, for my granddaughters. Right. Exactly. Leave a legacy. I have to leave a legacy. Yeah. They need to know the truth. That's right. And the truth sets us free. That's and exactly. and so when you just said cases, people need to order cases. They really do, and that's what's been happening because people want to give it to their pastors, want to give it to their yes. husbands, to their cousins, to their uncles, to everything. Because it, this, I believe, if if we think about two things that have really completely messed up society, one of them is anti-Semitism and the divorce from the Jewish roots of the faith, oh. really big time. And the second thing is women, uh, women that have been shunned in ministry and been put in an inferior position instead of the position that Elohim gave them, co-equal with the gift of life with men. When it says, he says to both of them, rule the earth and subdue it. He didn't even say it only to the male. He said to the male and the female, rule the earth and subdue it. Oh, and, yeah. this is powerful, everybody. Yeah. I don't even know if you know how powerful this is right now because it... And well, it's not feminism. No. No, it's not. I'm, no, 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 it's you, not. Have, I'm very much a woman. And my team knows, for example, that even before I go to, to minister or whatever, or I separate myself into prayer or fasting, or I go to my husband. I always ask him for his blessing. Always ask mm. him for his blessing. He lays hands on me and he blesses me and that. Now, if I didn't have a husband, of course, I couldn't do it. And, and when you read the chapter of No Limitations, you're going to right. see that this is not only for married women. It's for single women as well. Nobody thinks anything of a pastor that's a single pastor. But if a woman is not, you know, married, oh, she cannot even preach or anything like that, my husband dispels that myth as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rabbi, for writing this book. And the two of you together are a mighty, mighty team. I mean, you really are. You are the best. And, um... You know, I just have to throw this out here real quick that we do have another offer for you. This is brand new. We have Life with Lori Volume 1, which has six different teachings on episodes on it from when I first started Life with Lori. So we have this and my book, More Than I Could Ever Ask, which will, this, this story is, it starts at our wedding and and all through all my abortions and hysterectomy and the heartbreak of the first husband and all that. But but Jim, then then God brings Jim Baker into my life. I'm Amen. like, you don't want to marry me. He goes, Yes, I do. <laughs> and from the time we met, literally. Um, until the time we were married was seven weeks. All that to say, I really want you to get this, if nothing else, get this combination, $25. Get, if you want, brand new, Life with Lori, Volume 1, Pretty sure you you two will be on volume two, um, and um, there's 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 six episodes, and my mom mm. is in this one, and you know I miss her greatly, but the Lord knows. I'm just thankful that she's with Jesus, That's it. Yeshua. She's with Yeshua, and. and um, Thank cheering you. you on. Cheering me on. She's cheering you on. She is. She's she cheering is. you on. So and then I had to bring crown. my crown. Here you go. You I gave, gave it to you. 
you dead. Because one day you will cast it at the feet of Yeshua because you're <laughs> going to finish strong. And this crown, I brought it in today. This crown sits in the most beautiful area in my dressing room at home. I look at it every day and I pray for you. It's ah, just, it's beautiful. Where you. I have it placed, I just, I love it. And my name actually means Lori actually means Laurel that's crown, right, crown. crown of God. That's right. So when you presented this that day, and you would, didn't mean to present it, you had it with you. That's right. And you gave it to me, so thank you. And, and you know, it happened to be during the Feast of Esther, Purim. Yeah. And we were talking about answering the call of Esther, which is again connected with this thing about the woman factor, right? Yes. Because Esther was a woman. <laughs> and, yes. and she was a woman that had to risk her life to save her nation, Israel. She sure did. And so, you know, many, many of us are called to risk our lives to save our nations, not only to save our families, not only to save our cities, sometimes it's to save our nations. Yes. But one thing, you know, there's, there's just so many about so many, so many great women of God. But, you know, I had really, really delved into the life of Phoebe in, 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 in the Bible. I mean, of course I know about Phoebe, but you really explained it to me, Rabbi. Yes. And I, I am absolutely blown away by it because I recognized that if I was to be called any, like resemble any woman in the Bible, because you described it, I was like, wait, this is me. Like, I'm a Phoebe type. Because, and I never knew that before. And I mean, you can see I have, yep. yeah, I waited tables. Yeah, uh-huh. I was a teacher or a pastor, a deacon or a deaconess, a minister, a servant. I was like, how come I never got that before? You know, we learn something all the time. The Lord teaches us something all the time. And yep. so you, you talk about it. Will you tell us just a little? We only have a few minutes I'd be left. happy to. Um, if you speak multiple languages, like my wife, <clears throat> you know that, uh, let's, let's use Hebrew. Yelid tov, that's good boy. Yelda tova, good girl. The adjective doesn't change its meaning because it's talking about a man or a woman. Okay? It's good, no matter good boy or good girl. The same in Greek. Uh, what I did was, um, I, I actually had a Greek scholar help me on, on most of this, uh, is I went and compared the same words that Phoebe was supposed to be a helper. Well, actually, apostles are helpers, pastors are helpers, but in a different significant type of way. So what I did was, and I, I put strong numbers in there. So you, you do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's no, it's you no gotta problem. You got to get the book, everybody. Um, the choices that they made were anti-women. They were anti-women. Uh, I prove it by using different uh, scriptures in Timothy. I don't have time to do it right no, now. We don't. But you can get the book. And showing with the same words that were describing Phoebe, were also describing a man. And always they meant a ruler. So because she was called a deacon, not a deaconess, some of the church fathers said, why would she have a male title? 
Well, that's easy. My wife has a male title, Archbishop. There's not many female archbishops. No. Okay. This, so going back to Phoebe, she was a deacon or the head deacon of the church. Who's the head deacon? The pastor. So she's been not a helper, but a ruler of many, a pastor of many, and Paul himself. And I, I prove it in the book. You but... do. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah, Paul says, and of me also. I mean, That's what she's he been said. a ruler yeah. of many, yes. and of me also. In other words, he was, he was introducing to us his pastor. Uh, it's amazing. With all his heart. Loved. And, then, and then just a <laughs> sentence or two later, talk about Junia. They changed her name yes. to Junius. Right. Who was an apostle before, before Paul. Paul. Yes. And yes, again, I read it. I read the book. Because of prejudice against women, they changed her name in the old King James to Junius. In the new King James, I think they changed it, but I know in the New American Standard, they changed it to Junia, which mm-hmm. is what the Greek says. Her name is Junia, not Junius. And she was apostle before Paul. Think about that, everybody. Well, our, our time is almost, <laughs> our time is gone almost. But before we leave, Please, blow if you shofar. would please blow the shofar. The, isn't this the most beautiful isn't shofar you've ever seen? Look how beautiful that it is. It is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Totally agree. I yes. like. I, I love what it speaks about the menorah and you know the the wind of the Holy Spirit. And and w- we have one minute. Okay. Okay. So, please. Yeshua's name, let there be an open heavens for many women to answer the call today. Yeah. And for many men yeah. to be like my husband, Rabbi Baruch, supporting and blessing women to become all that God Elohim has created them to be. Yeah. In Yeshua's name, we call forth that mighty army of women that is arising like in Psalm 68, 11, when it says Elohim gave the word, the command, great is the army of women that proclaim the good news. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, we could talk so much more about this, but thank you. Thank, thank you, Lord. Both. Bless you. Love Bless you both you. Thank so you, Lord. much. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for increasing this show. Mm. Thank you for increasing the timing, increasing the show, increasing the viewership, increasing the subjects, the topics, the fullness for which you called Lori to be like that Queen Esther in Yeshua's mighty name. Mm. Amen. 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 Our time's gone. Yep. But, you know, my favorite scripture in all the Bible, hard to live out sometimes, Mm. Romans 8, 28. Yeah. We know that all, all things, things work, work together, together for, for good to, to those, those who love God the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We'll see you next time. We love you. Bye-bye and thank Shalom, shalom. <laughs> shalom, shalom. <laughs> I've lived my life for evil, doing evil, 
And the Bible talks about that too. It's like, I would wake up and it's like, you're already contemplating how are you gonna do the next evil thing? Like, whether whatever it may be, it's like, how am I gonna get whatever? And when I got that, when I received that revelation that he was always there, he always loved me. He was actually the one protecting me so that I could get to this moment yes. with my life. Yes. How could I not live for him as zealous as I was for the devil in the right. world?